Football, eating chili, and cool, crisp air. you got to love fall, and it gets better. Aquarius has extended their Kinetico fall blowout sale to November 18th. That means 25% off the world's most efficient water treatment system. Enjoy spotless dishes, shiny fixtures, and purified drinking water. As your independent authorized Kinetico dealer, Aquarius is here to make your water worries go away. Enjoy 25% off and schedule your free water analysis today at KineticoMN.com. Aquarius, earning the right to be recommended. Happy Thanksgiving week, everyone, and welcome to the Viking Update Show. I am John Krasinski with The Athletic. Jim Suhan, my normal co-host, is on vacation this week. And so a little special pre-holiday surprise for all you Viking Update listeners. We have Alec Lewis, The Athletic's extraordinary beat writer for the for the Vikings, to talk about all things purple going into this weekend's Chicago Bears game, Monday night Chicago Bears game, uh, give you a little bit of fodder to chew on besides the turkey, besides the mashed potatoes and stuffing and everything else that hopefully you guys are going to be having uh, this week and tomorrow uh, with Thanksgiving. And so we will get to that. We're going to have like a kind of state of the union Vikings discussion with Alec um, as soon as we get going here. We'll take care of a little bit of business first. Again, this is the Viking Update show produced by Brandon Morton. We are recording this from the Aquarius Home Services studio. And uh, so, Alec, let's get into it. Just been another very normal, <laughs> not at all crazy, a little boring and vanilla Viking season for for you and I to cover and you to be really embedded with so far. How is everything going? Yeah, you said you called me extraordinary, which I, I really didn't like because that's the word that this season. I mean, it, <laughs> this is unbelievable. And this last year and a half, as you well know, uh, sitting alongside me at many of these games um, has been just absurd. And uh, it's been fun. I'm grateful to be here and be watching it all play out. But it has been it has certainly been something from, um, I mean, week one against Tampa where they turned the ball over in the red zone and it felt like the luck and the tide had already started to turn on, on what happened last year to Kirk hopping off the field in green Bay to uh, the pasture, not um, taking off. It has been, it has been a wild ride, but they're sitting here at six and five. They're now in the thick of a, of what's going to be a, a, a race for the seventh seed in the NFC it appears. And so um, yeah, down the stretch, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. When you look at where they're at now at six and five, I mean, I, I still think I can't, I, I can't believe they lost to that Broncos squad uh, last week, but that's kind of uh, beside the point. They are six and five in a very muddled NFC, and you know, outside of Philadelphia um, and maybe Detroit, if you want to put them up there too, I think they might deserve it. I think it's pretty wide open San Francisco, but like in that, you know, in, in the back half of the playoff picture, how do you see the Vikings really shaping up there? What do you think their chances are as we do go into December and into playoff positioning time? Uh, and, and where do you think they end up in comparison to some of the other teams that they're going up against? 
Yeah, I mean, it's so interesting that you mentioned the teams that you just mentioned. I mean, San Francisco obviously did not have Debo Samuel when they played at U.S. Bank Stadium on Monday Night Football. And, and Brock Purdy obviously exited the, the game and, and was was diagnosed with concussion afterward. But the Vikings won that football game. Obviously, they did it with Kirk Cousins, but they did not have Justin Jefferson that night. Philadelphia, you go back to week two, had it not been for Justin Jefferson losing the ball over the pylon and Brandon Powell has been incredibly reliable all year fumbling the football as well as Alexander Madison. I mean, the Vikings were in that football game. And so when you think about this team, uh, what Brian Flores has done with this defense year over year um, and just how uh, apt this defense is at probably at, at throwing curveballs to many of these offenses and quarterbacks in the league right now, to me, it becomes really hard uh, to think that they couldn't just, I don't know, get hot and, and knock off knock off a lot of these teams at the top of the NFC. It's going to be interesting to see them play Detroit um, and how those games shake out. That is a really well-coached football team that uh, I know we both have watched a lot and, and I personally have been impressed with. But if you're looking at the back half, the, the teams like the Seahawks, if you're looking yeah. at Teams like the 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 Los Angeles Rams vying for I mean the Vikings are 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 very much in that mix and given how well they have been coached and just really the 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 if you look forward thinking about Justin Jefferson returning it's hard not to think that they couldn't have a puncher's chance against most of those teams uh, specifically at the back half for sure. Well, yeah, and then you also look Alec at kind of how the schedule is shaking out here, and we knew that they had this kind of soft spot in the middle of the schedule is like, okay, here's where they can make their move even when they were 0 three. And it, look, I, I thought it was looking terrible um, <laughs> at 0 three. Uh, you, you're still kind of looking, well, maybe, you know, with that, with that underbelly in the middle of they can, they can make a move. Now they, they certainly did and exceeded certainly my expectations for it. But now as you look at December for them, Initially, okay, you, you you feel good about the Bears game, although we'll talk about that a little bit later in terms of sure. trap game, all those things. But Bears at home, you should win. If you're a playoff team, you should win that game. Um, Raiders on the road, you should you should win. I you know they, I know they're feistier with Antonio Pierce, but I think that you you can go into that confident that you you can win that game. Now with the Bengals without Joe Burrow, yeah. I was chalking that up as a loss. Uh, now who knows it's on the road it's in the middle of December it's going to be tough but no burrow I think makes a big difference there um, the Lions are really good so two of the last three against the Lions are tough and, but then the Packers meh, you know I'm, I'm really not um, not impressed with that and that's a home game as well so I mean there's still a lot of opportunities for this team to really pile up wins and I think that's a I mean that's a that's a big thing no question. And and those teams you mentioned, I mean, think about what Brian Flores' defense has really done. It's feast on those young quarterbacks and inexperienced quarterbacks who have, have trouble sorting through protections. And, and so you think about the Aiden O'Connells of the world. You think about Justin Fields, who had a lot of trouble against Brian Flores the first time around before suffering that thumb injury. You think about whether it's Jake Browning or whomever, I mean, to step into live action, then face uh, an eight man front who may blitz or may drop. That, that is not easy. Jordan Love uh, did not look spectacular against Brian Flores. And so, I mean, those, those three or four games right there for a team that has six wins. And, and you start to think, like, oh, I mean, if this Vikings team wins 10 games, 
amid this season with the schedule that they face and the amount of injuries that they've suffered? <laughs> How could you not be like, man, that was, uh, that was a pretty impressive um, response from 0-3, 1-4 to, as your point. I mean, I remember sitting at 1-4, and, and 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 if we didn't talk much about this, but I, it was like, man, for the long-term outlook of this team, uh, and you start to think – forward and 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 really envision what's possible in terms of high draft picks and, and but I mean you have to give Kevin O'Connell the staff and really the collective leadership including a bunch of the players in their credit for the response and as as long as this defense continues to do what it does and it's not going to be the easiest thing without Jordan Hicks um I I I, I see a path where they can get to 10 um down this stretch do you th- is there what's Hicks's status? Is there a chance that he plays again um, this year? Is that pretty much done? What's wh- where does he sit? I, from what I know, um, he he believes that there's a chance that he can come back. Jordan Hicks does um, now. He's a highly competitive guy who is a leader of this team who ha- had a really difficult surgery um, in in the compartment syndrome surgery. Um, so to, to expect it is probably quite difficult. And I don't think you bring in Anthony Barr if there's not a chance right. that potentially he doesn't return, but down the stretch, um, just wouldn't rule it out. I mean, this is a guy in Jordan Hicks who has battled two Achilles tears in the past. I mean, he is, uh, he is as, as much of a pro as you could probably find across the league. So wouldn't rule it out at all. Um, from my standpoint. Do, so does Shaq Leonard, is there any possibility or would, would that be something that the Vikings should even consider? Or is that, you know, is that unrealistic, uh, not the right fit, that sort of thing? I just wondered about that with Jordan Hicks. And I know it, I know that bar, but, um, you know, Anthony was out was out of the league and Shaq Leonard has certainly been playing. So I just wondered if there was, you know, something to consider there in terms of an upgrade if they needed it. Yeah, I wouldn't rule it out at all, given uh, <laughs> the way Quasio Mente yeah, is operated, right. and 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 that's to me. And I, I'd be interested to hear what you had to say about it. But it's like to be in that spot as a team where you you feel like maybe your GM might go pluck a guy when you need to fill a hole. That that's a pretty good feeling. It has to be as a fan to think you know if we lose a guy, we're going to replace it. It might not be we're not taking a massive swing, but the fact that you would be in the market to grab a Dalton Reisner, to grab an Anthony Barr, to acquire pieces has to be a good feeling. I, I That's why I say I wouldn't rule it out. I, I do think um, the Anthony Barr signing and given Anthony was out of the league, I, I, I totally, it, it, it's a little bit of a uh, prayer to think he'll come in here and just be a stud, but um, to see them grab another would be interesting. Um, it, but a player like that with the with what he's accomplished and and with how much guys I think really want to play for Brian, Brian Flores right now um, and, and how much guys across the league respect what he's done, uh, it, it would be a fascinating, fascinating late addition add um, as a veteran in a room full of them. Well, and because let's face it too, I mean – now, because they sort of went through the winning streak and Josh Dobbs has helped you to kind of really revive their kind of designs. Now they've won too much to think about not winning more. I mean, Correct. like this is not a team now that even if they said, well, we lost Jordan Hicks and oh man, we're losing some of these games. Let's back off a little bit and play for playoff pos- or for draft position. It's too far gone now. They're too far down the down the way. And so it, it just feels like Quazy has been 
very aggressive with in-season trades, with, with addressing things. And so now you're at a point with the success that you have had that you're almost obligated to just throw the kitchen sink at it and just be like, hey, here we are. Let's get this team as strong as humanly possible to see if you get into the playoffs and you get the right matchup and then you win a game or you go deeper and anything can happen. And that can really change the tenor of an entire organization uh, going into next year with, with that. So I just think I, I mean, I, I, they have to at least be looking at it because they, they've won too many, too many games and put themselves in too good of a position to just back off now. No question. And it's it's interesting. I was having a conversation yesterday with somebody about um, just like ultimately how are we going to view this season at the end if they make the playoffs and, and lose the first game? Like are we going to view it? Well, at least they made the playoff or, or is our fans going to be frustrated because that's just the way fan, fandom works. And so I, I think you're exactly right in that you're you're committed to competing this year. And at that at the point that they responded from one and four and they went out and acquired Josh Dobbs, albeit not for a lot. I think they made the decision and it was pretty obvious right then. Like we're committed to this group, to supporting this group, to creating scaffolding around the leadership of guys like Harrison Phillips, um, of guys like Jordan Hicks that I mentioned and, and really supporting them. And so, yeah, if you're not in the market to try to improve your team, which, which let's be honest, like, doesn't happen all the time at this point in the year. Um, I, I think you'd be doing a disservice to guys and, and the coaching staff that has really battled to even get to this point. And I, I mean, part of me, just as we talk about it, it's like, can you imagine you're injecting a guy in Shaq Leonard who, yes, he's older and, and, and probably not at his peak level performance. If you inject a guy like that and you inject a Justin Jefferson at this point of the year, it's just such a rarity. Uh, it would be such a rarity. So um, yeah, and I fully expect Kwesi Mintz in this front office to be pursuing avenues like that at this point, um, without question. You're listening to John Krasinski and Alec Lewis. We're talking Vikings on the Viking Update show. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll hit Justin Jefferson, we'll hit some Josh Dobbs, and we will look ahead to the Chicago Bears game. Thanks for listening. Tuttles is your Vikings headquarters for the best football party. They have great game day specials on Miller Lite and Coors Light Tap Beer. Tall stadium cups for just five bucks, plus five dollar food specials, including brats, hot dogs, jumbo sloppy joes, and pulled pork sandwiches. If pizza's your thing, get five bucks off any large pizza. Tuttles has cool game day giveaways too, including a free number board with your chance to win a one hundred dollar gift card. Take in all the Viking game food, fun, and festivities at Tuttles, Tuttles Bar and Grill in Hopkins. Go really Vikes. appreciate our, one of our longtime sponsors, TSR Injury Law. They also sponsor the John Krasinski Show, which is our Timberwolves show at TalkNorth.com. All you really need to know, all Steve Terry ever asked me to share with you, is if you're ever injured, you just remember 612-TSR-TIME. 612-TSR-TIME. They will not charge you unless they win your case. They win a lot of cases. That's why they're such a great Minnesota success story. 612-TSR-TIME. Also want to let you know that you're not a customer number at StarBank, and they have no call center. It's just banking how it should be, a throwback to the good days mobile app check, convenient services, you got it. Check out StarBank for yourself for deposits and lending solutions. Work with a local community bank that cares. StarBank.net, member FDIC and equal housing lender. Also want to thank Tuttles for sponsoring so many, sponsoring and hosting so many of our live shows. Uh, great, great partner to have. Quickly, just want to let you know, I was at the Masters last year and I'm at the, uh, 
I'm standing there in the little press area and somebody says, how did you get a Johnny O hat? I'm like, well, I shop this place called Twill in the Dining Gallery in Minnesota. He's like, man, I, I love that stuff. I have trouble finding it. But that's why I go to Twill. Scott Dayton is the kind of guy who's going to know what the cool or or comfortable or best best stuff you can find on the market is. And he's going to have it in his store in the Dining Gallery. And you might not be able to find it anywhere else. So uh, that's the kind of stuff you're going to get at Twill. Go to twillmn.com to check out Scott's collections or just stop by. Scott will probably be there. If Scott isn't there, his his veteran staff will be there. Nobody ever hassles you. They're just happy you walk in the store. They're happy to help, but you can browse. It's not a huge store. It's just got packed with really cool stuff like Johnny O. So check out twillmn.com. Tell Scott or his staff that we sent you when you go in there. I also want to thank Aquarius Home Services. We are coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services studios. All right, we're back here now with the Viking Update Show. I'm John Krasinski with my colleague, Alec Lewis, talking Vikings here. Uh, Alec, what do you think? Do we see Justin Jefferson on Monday night? Do they wait one more week or one more game, get him a bye week and make sure he comes back fully healthy? What's your read on the whole situation right now? Yeah, Kevin O'Connell was asked Monday about um, essentially the bye week and how much the team has considered that assisting just the overall long-term wanting this guy to be healthy down the stretch. And Kevin did not – I mean, he was very open in that he's he, he said, yes, we've thought about this. We understand if we activate him and then we have the buy. Uh, it just gives a guy who who thrives off quick twitch, quick, quick bursts. It gives that, that guy another week to kind of manage – um, an injury that you just really don't want to crop up again. And, and given the way he talked about it, to me, um, I really think it's going to be tempting for them to, to do that, to wait another week. Now, as we'll probably talk about a little bit later, I, I don't think this is a game you could take lightly for a lot of reasons. One, it's a divisional game and, and, and tiebreakers in the NFC playoffs do hinge largely on some of these divisional records. So it's, it's a really important game at home. It's a Monday night primetime game. You know Justin lives for that kind of stuff. Um, so it, 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 I, I would not rule him. I, I just wouldn't rule it out that he played. Um, but if I was probably pegging it, I, I, the team has just, from the very beginning with this, taken a very long-term approach of we want this guy to really be healthy down the stretch in the games that matter and in, into the playoffs and really for the long term of what he means to the organization. And so um, to, to, to shift from that at this point, I just wouldn't really make much sense to me. Whenever he comes back, Alec, it's, I can't even imagine sort of the, his perspective on things and how it's evolved over the last several weeks. Right. I mean, when he went down, it was like, oh man, like yeah. this, this season is done. Like the, the, the Vikings are cursed. You can't, you know, nothing is going right. And now, and there was, there was legitimate talk about, well, maybe he just doesn't come back at all. Like, you know, maybe, maybe he just sits it out because why would he come back to a team that, you know, is one and eight at the time, you know, when he's available or whatever, you know, as we were projecting it out. And then in the interim, you have this comet come aboard the offense and now all of a sudden I have to think that Jefferson is even more excited to come back because not only is the team winning but there's a quarterback that he gets to play with that is going to extend plays that is going to move the pocket that is going to be a running threat and it's just going to be a completely different experience I know that Justin Jefferson and Kirk have a great relationship 
Like that's been incredibly, incredibly productive over the course of their partnership. But this is a whole different element that Jefferson will be coming back to. And so the vibes just in that respect, I mean, they have to be just so much different than than when he uh, when he when he went down. Yeah, it's like alternate reality stuff. Like, can you, it's just crazy. But I, I asked him last week, Justin, because he's been speaking in the media the last two weeks, and I asked him, have you ever played with the guy who's this mobile? And he was like, no, like, honestly, not in high yeah, school. Burrow, Burrow wasn't, he, yeah. Right, right. He said, Burrow, he said Burrow's the closest thing of, like, being a little, like, to, to move around in the pot. And so, I mean, with a guy as as kind of not as fast as Justin is, but just as aware in terms of tracking and finding space on the field to think about him working with Josh Dobbs on some of the scramble drill stuff. I mean, it's really interesting. And then you pair that with if Josh Dobbs can use his legs, then the defense have to allocate a defender to stop him. And that's usually a defender that's doubling Justin Jefferson. So it creates all of the, like really a math problem that, that, that is in the Vikings favor. And, you can tell every week that Justin talks that he is he is chomping at the bit to get back. And and it's it's for a lot of reasons. It's to work with Josh. And I also think it's just that's just his nature. Like this dude lives for playing football. Like that's just what he does. That's what he loves. It's the thing where he he just it's his element. And so, um, yeah, it, it to, I think just the amount of energy the the just the aura of having him back to to it, with this team that has really battled and really fought it's 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 going to be hard to imagine it's like if you if you made some soup and threw something different in it it's like holy cow this tastes way different like that's that's uh that's what it could be so it it will I mean I'm really looking forward to seeing how he works with Josh Dobbs and how the Vikings offense kind of schemes things up um with him in the mix and so. Yeah, I, I, you can tell just talking to him, he's ready. Uh, he, he's, he really wants to be back. Um, it's, you know, so you have done a ton of reporting on Dobbs since he arrived. Is there anything, little nugget that has, you know, on the cutting room floor or like you just haven't gotten into that that kind of sticks out to you when you think about the Josh Dobbs experience so far, like what, you know, what, what kind of stuff is still like just rattling around in your brain as you're looking and getting your, the, your whole mind wrapped around what a, what a crazy situation this has been. Yeah. I, you know, I, there is a lot on the cutting room floor. Yeah. I think I had, I think I had 40 pages of Google doc <laughs> or something for that story. But I, I, I talked to, I remember um, in the lead up to that, I talked to, um, Randy Fickner, who was the offensive coordinator in Pittsburgh with Ben Roethlisberger and Josh at the time Josh was drafted in 2017. And, and Randy, um, the one thing he said, he said to me that was really interesting. He's like, every, every time we put this guy in, like he performed and he, he said to me, he was pretty honest. Like he wasn't always the greatest in practice, but then he's like, it, but it wasn't really fair because if in practice, if the guy gets close to the quarterback, you just stop the play and the play is just stopped. And so you can't really bounce around and, and, and do the things that I think Josh Dobbs thrives at in practice. It was like every time he had to go in for a one play sequence, he was really capable and really apt to do it. And, and 
Um, you could tell talking to everybody in Pittsburgh, like how much they're rooting for this guy. And it was, it's not like he didn't, they moved on from him. I mean, they literally had Ben Roethlisberger. So providing him the opportunity, uh, providing Josh the opportunity was tough. I mean, the more you talk to people around him, I think the more you realize that the athleticism is, is, is just, it's, it's never going to be the issue. I think for him, Accuracy down the field has been something that has probably plagued him a little bit over time. And so uh, I wrote earlier this week because I think it's important, like the way that Kevin O'Connell and he, Josh Dobbs, bridge the gap of of concepts that work for him to me is probably going to dictate how effective this offense is. But I, I I mean, it is it's as, as you know, just watching it and seeing it, mean, it's pretty mind blowing what this guy did against Atlanta. And against New Orleans, and and I I this is just my personal opinion. I don't think it's just a total flash in the pan because I do think this level of athleticism um, is up there with guys in the league. Not Lamar Jackson level, not maybe Kyler Murray level, but it is it is really up there um, with what's possible. Yeah, as we wrap up here, Alec, um, the one thing that I am wondering about is: Do you think that there's a chance that there is any sort of that that Denver exposed him in one way in just in terms of like, it did seem that throwing a bunch of blitzes, a bunch of pressure at him and making him make that quick read that, that as he said, after the game, I think adjusting the protections, uh, it, it, it didn't go as smoothly. You know, we've seen the way that Dobbs improvises the way that he, he kind of goes on the run and does those things. Um, that's all really in his wheelhouse. Um, and so do you think that maybe just a little more familiarity with the system, a little more coaching with O'Connell and, and, and how do, how did I that? Will, will address that? Or is that something that, you know, that uh, other defense are saying, okay, wait a minute, this is a weakness that this young quarterback has. And so we, we're just going to keep doing what Denver did and just throw the house at him all the time. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I said after that game Sunday night on Monday, that was my idea. It's like maybe Josh Dobbs has really struggled handling the blitz, and this is going to be my story. It's like this, he's going to have to prove. And he did say after the game, like, I've got to prove that I yeah. can handle this stuff. But if you look at a lot of the advanced numbers, like he's actually been pretty fine against the blitz all year, against five-man pressure, against six-man. And, and so to me, it, it appeared more as if, Denver and Vance Joseph really dialed stuff up at the right time, and then there were there was the instance with Ty Chandler where he he did he he, he held up a little bit against the linebacker, but not fully. Um, so I, I, I it's it's hard for me to think that that recipe is just the end all be all, and you just blitz Josh Dobbs and it's over. Um, I, I'm not there yet. Now if it if it persists and Matt Eberflus is dialing stuff up and Josh can't handle it Monday night, then, then it's a possibility and something we'll have to continue to monitor. But I, I'm just I, – from everything that I've looked at um, and just re-watching the game, I, I, I don't fully think that that's just the, the the blueprint of stopping Josh Dobbs at this point. Um, that's just which is where I'm at at the moment. Well, okay, um, Alec Lewis from The Athletic, thanks a lot for taking the time. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. I also want to thank – our sponsors, Aquarius Home Services, Star Bank, TSR, Twill, and Tuttles. Thanks to producer Brandon Morton. And everyone, wishing everyone a happy Thanksgiving. And Alec, I will see you at U.S. Bank Stadium on Monday night. So thanks for stopping by, man. Looking forward to it. Thanks, John.